Welcome to Into the Fire, a Burning Coal Theater Company podcast series. Hi, I'm Jerome Davis. I'm the Artistic Director of Burning Coal Theater Company, and I'd like to welcome everyone to Into the Fire, the Burning Coal Theater Company podcast series on all things theatrical. Today we have three of the five playwrights who will be um, having their work performed as part of our Kids Rights 2022 uh, Performance Festival, and they are, to my right, Graham, Millie, and Izzy. And rather than me telling you about them, I'm going to ask them to introduce themselves. So, um, Izzy, would you start and tell us who you are and where you go to school and tell us just a little bit about the play you've written. Uh, hi, my name's Izzy. I'm a junior at Enlow High School, and I wrote a piece called Fill in the Blank that uh, explores mental health and personality disorders. Hi, my name is Millie. I go to Millbrook High School. Um, I helped write the play Funny Business. It was a collective group of us who wrote it um, last year. Um, who were the other people involved? Um, so my friends, Connor, Carla, Calvin, um, and Molly. Very good. And Graham. Uh, hi, I'm Graham. I'm a sophomore at Enlow High School. I wrote uh, Vince Gumshoe's Boom Service, which was is a comedy mystery sort of mix play about it's it's I don't know if I call it abstract, but it's very kind of you know self aware. I guess I don't know, but yeah. Excellent. Uh, and uh, Graham and uh, Izzy, you have both uh, worked at Burning Coal before as performers. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, well, yeah, it was a, it was extremely fun to work at Burning Coal over the summer of 2021. Um, I met a lot of great people. We still actually keep in touch. Um, it was really fun. That was like probably the biggest acting production I'd ever been in, at the, and still is. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a super fun thing to do. Uh, I had a great time doing that, and I'm pleased to work with Burning, Burning Coal again because I'm like, yeah, these guys know what they're doing. That was Shakespeare's The Tempest uh, yeah. that you were involved with. That's and correct. Izzy, you were uh, at the same uh, conservatory, but one year previous to that. Uh, yeah, we did Titus Andronicus, and it was my first onstage performance since COVID hit. So that alone was great, and doing it with Burning Coal was wonderful, and they created such a great community there, and the show was very good quality, and uh, I loved it, so I'm really excited to be doing more things with Burning Coal. Thank you. And Millie, how about you? How did you get involved with us? Um, so I got an email a while back from my teacher, just like, hey, I submitted your play, um, <laughs> and it won this contest, and that weird. I was like, I also didn't read this email until about like two months after she sent it, because uh -huh. I'm really bad at checking it, uh -huh. so that's kind of how I found out about this. That's great. Um, now, have any of you written before, uh, or was this um, this play uh, that you submitted, or that in your case, Millie, your teacher submitted, was uh, was that the first thing you had written? Um, no, I'd written a few other things, and then I'm also I like write a lot in general. Um, spoken word poetry is something that I do a lot, and also just different songs and books that I write. Well, that's interesting. Uh, spoken word uh, poetry, is, is that uh, created in the moment, uh, or is it written out and then rehearsed mm -hmm. and delivered? Sort of both. It kind of just depends on 
like when I'm doing it. I see. Are there places where you're able to do that uh, right now? Um, so I've done it at school, and then also um, I just met somebody who did it, and they said that they could like contact me. They're like a professional um, if they like found anything that they thought would be good for me. That's great. That's terrific. Yeah, keep at it. That sounds like a lot of fun. Izzy, how about you? Uh, previous writing? Um, I'm really lucky that I go to a school that every year we have a playwriting unit. Um, so for the past two years, I've written in that, and um, I wrote poetry in middle school. But uh, I would say this is the first show that I've written that I've really fully fleshed out. I see. And what, uh, what was the first play you ever saw? Do you remember? The first play I ever saw was, well, it was a musical, but uh, it was wicked. But the first play I ever saw was um, To Kill a Mockingbird on Broadway. Uh-huh. Was that the one that's running now, the Aaron Sorkin yes. adaptation? Well, that was a good one to start with. Uh, when you see something like that, do you think to yourself, I want to be in it? Uh, I want to I, I, I write something like that. How do you come to writing? I mean, wanting to be an actor after you see actors performing makes sense, but somehow the, the writing part of it feels a little further afield. How does that happen for a young person? How do you decide you want to start writing? For me, I definitely initially was drawn to acting, and uh, I was like, I want to be on stage. I want to bring these pieces to life. And then, like I said, my school has a playwriting unit every year, so through that, I kind of realized, oh, I really like this side of it as well. And I got to explore that more and more. And the more opportunities I've had to write things, the more that I've really fallen in love with it. Are there writers that you're uh, particularly interested in right now, either playwrights or other kinds of writing? Um, I really do like Aaron Sorkin's work. I think he's phenomenal. Um, this would be a high five moment if it weren't for the pandemic, because he's, <laughs> he's my favorite too. So. Yeah. Good. Uh, Graham, what about you? Uh, how did you uh, get involved with writing? Um, well, me, I mean, me and Izzy both go to the same school, so I also have taken the, you know, writing unit, and that was really fun to do. Funnily enough, I'd even, the writing unit I did was also another miniature play, which I used the same character, Vince Gumshoes. And since that was collaborative, that I actually... All, some of the characters in the Burning Coal version were created from that. So that's really fun. Um, but I also took creative writing, I think, three times in a row in middle school. Um, I'm not even sure if I was supposed to do that, but I did do that because it was just really fun to come up with stuff. I would always use the same characters, try and build like established stuff. And also, like as an actor... Sometimes you like think of roles for yourself and just think of some like a character that you make up that you want to play. And when you do that, you have to you obviously have to write something around that character. So when you're kind of creating the basis of a character, that's kind of how it happened with you know this stuff. And you know I've always just been a creative person. I've always wanted to create all of these different universes. I've always had a lot of that. So yeah. Is Vince a, 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 a doppelganger for 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 you, Graham? No, I wouldn't say that. Uh, but he's definitely a very fun character to pretend to be and play as and, you know, do stuff with. Interesting. Interesting. Are there characters, uh, Millie, in your uh, writing that you particularly um, find yourself gravitating toward? Or do you try to write characters that are much different from you? How do you approach uh, character development? Um, sometimes I'll do sort of both. In Funny Business, there's, like, not really a character that 
in that, but um, in different stuff I've written, there is like been characters I kind of more gravitate towards. Um, Do you have trouble writing a character that you don't identify with in some way? Um, no, not really. Like in um, one of the second art poems that I did um in the contest, it was um about somebody who was like had a completely different sort of life from me. Um, and I was kind of like able to portray that and yeah, I think that's really cool being able to like kind of go into another person's mindset and try and portray that through writing and like through theater or like poetry or books mm -hmm. or different And you things. said songwriting as well. Is that right? Yeah. Do you play an instrument? Um, a little bit of a guitar. I'm not really good at it. Um <laughs> Enough to write to uh, write music with, maybe. Yeah, just yeah. to like mess around. Is he? Uh, what about you? Uh, do you have uh, interest in writing people that uh, or characters that are different from you, or do you try to stick to your own experiences and your own uh, philosophies? Or I think my writing is definitely inspired by my experiences, not necessarily characters specifically based off myself and my personality, but I, I firmly believe in you know, writing what you can truthfully um, portray. Uh, so I try to write what I know, but also stepping outside your comfort zone um, is really important. So it, it's kind of a mix of playing off your life versus the rest of the world. Right. It's, uh, it's an interesting question and one that's in the air a lot today in the zeitgeist that question of whether writers have a have a right to tell stories that are not their own stories um, um, and so uh, something I imagine you all have to think about uh, going forward if you decide to continue to pursue writing um, I'm personally of the belief that the imagination is one of the greatest gifts that we have as human beings you know the other animals uh, on earth you know uh, we are an animal uh, but the others don't really seem to have imagination right they don't tell stories um, you don't ever drive down a road and see a group of cows gathered around listening to another cow tell a story about a group of cows that lived 300 years ago you know you don't ever see that uh, but you do that with humans and it has been uh, done uh, really since the beginning of time, uh, one thinks of the cave people, you know, gathered around the campfire um, telling the stories about the dinosaur they fought today or the leopard or whatever, whatever it was. And so, um, so I think storytelling has been an integral part of, um, part of who human beings are and what they are for, for better and for worse. What would you like to do, uh, Graham, in the in the future? You still have a couple more years of high school. Uh, do you think writing will be a part of your life going forward? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I have so much stuff that I want to create. I'm even like, I got, I have like, I like, I will say that like writing isn't is like a little further down on the list. And I have a lot of things I want to do. Uh, I'll say that, but writing is definitely, I think, a big one. I have like whole on screenplays I'd like to write. I would like to write some music, um, and yeah, I think writing will definitely be a big part of life. Maybe do do some more stuff with Vince Gumshoes. I would love to do that, um, but also just yeah, I have a lot of stuff I'd like to write in general. Mm -hmm. Um, when you uh, say you have things you like to write, do you mean that you have 
uh, a kernel of an idea, or do you have the entire story already in your mind and just waiting to put it on paper? It really depends, I'd say. It, it super depends on... Some of both. Yeah. yeah, some are kernels, some are yeah, basically just big planned out, or at least there's a lot of events planned out, but maybe not the in-between exactly. Do you have uh, favorite writers? Um, like for play stuff? Yeah, or, or other. Um... I guess there is this one like mystery writer I really like that I have starred. I think my books are, well, his books are a little young for me. I'm, I'm sure I would enjoy them if I like really went back to them. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like people like involved in theater, I really like, I love like breaking down like Stephen Sondheim's music is always really fun, is so cool. And that's always so yeah. interesting to me. May he rest in peace. Uh, he used to uh, anonymously submit crossword puzzles to the New York Times. Yeah. So a lot of the crossword, if you ever did the New York Times crossword puzzles, there were Sondheim's uh, puzzles, mm -hmm. and that's how he wrote his musicals as well. He liked to piece everything together, make yeah. it fit perfectly. Is he a future work for you? Uh, uh, involved writing, do you think? or, or I would really like it to. Uh, I have a lot of different avenues I want to explore uh, in college because I'm starting to think about that. But theater will definitely be a part of my college experience, and I would like to explore writing more, absolutely. You said Sorkin was a big influence on you. What is it about his writing that you like? It just all feels very real to me. All the characters really come to life. The language is things that people would say in real life, and I think that being able to portray real life so beautifully through fictional words is a gift that he really has. I would agree. Uh, Millie, what about you? Any uh, writers uh, weigh heavily on your, your mind? Um, I'm really bad at names, <laughs> first of all, so I don't yeah. really like remember much. Yeah. Um, I kind of, like, just a bunch, bunch of different authors have kind of just shaped a different aspects of my life and um just how i write in general and how i piece things together um yeah very good and do you think uh, i mean you're you're in ninth grade now so mm -hmm. you still have a few years to go in high school but do you see yourself continuing to ride in the future um yeah i love like finding little things like throughout like everyday life and i'll just like come up with a whole story and like universe around them and like portraying them in different ways like through the poems or plays or books or whatever and trying to find ways to fit all the words together and like the most creative way possible. And so that's something that I really love doing. So I'd want to do that in the future. If I put you on the spot, could you do any spoken word for us? Um, like a random one or one I've already like uh, which is Whatever you would like to do. Um, I just think it'd be fun to hear something. Um, there's one that I like, this was probably my favorite one. And I'm not sure if I'd be allowed to. Um, so it goes into sort of like self-harm and that sort of stuff. Would I be allowed to like say I think, that? Uh, I think we can do that, can't we? Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. I cut my delf I, <laughs> sorry. I cut myself down smaller so I can disappear from this world of the poison atmosphere. 
I cut myself down to ease the pain deep down and in my brain there are monsters that I fear that I don't know how to make disappear. So I lock them up deep down, I hide my tears and frown, I don't the smile that is fake but there's a crack in the door and these are kind of decisions that I make hidden with a smile so fake when the curtain is up. But when the curtain is down I cut myself down too, I try to stop but the itching pain to scratch and cut away the skin that keeps me trapped in. The scars that run too deep in my soul and my mind and growing deeper in my skin but in the end I'm careful not to leave dramatic, long lasting, start panicking about me scar because they will try to end what's in my mind but in the end when they ask I say I'm fine because that is a lie that is mine but not only mine but the many others who repeat that line and are lying as the scars grow bigger and the food portion is smaller while sleep is absent but dizziness present unlike the oxygen in my lungs as they try to fix the problem like they don't know what the problem is and in this life I cut myself down and that helps to drown out those who frown up and down upon me and I wish I could stop I beg myself to stop at times I just want to give up I'm too ashamed, too afraid. I ask myself, what gives you the right? That question keeps me quiet all through the night and again at daybreak in the early morning light and all through the day until I wonder, what if I say? Then I ask again and again, it all begins and no one will ever guess because I'm a great actress, I guess. Or maybe they just don't care, they don't wonder, they don't notice, they're unaware, they don't look into my eyes, they don't see the lie. And until then, I guess I'm fine. But one day they will step behind the curtain at the end of the scene. They will see the real me all cut open, bleeding and free. I cut myself down smaller so I can disappear from this world with the poison atmosphere. I cut myself down to ease the pain deep down in my brain. There are monsters that I fear. I cut myself down with the glass of my childhood mirror, shattered and broken like that life. And now sometimes I wonder about taking this one. Well, um, poison atmosphere, perhaps, but uh, it's a little less poison when we have artists yeah. like you creating work like that. So thank you for that. That's very, very nice. Uh, like, I performed that one in seventh grade, and I think it's kind of funny. I was walking my dog around the block when I came up with that and, and just like wrote it down in my notes. And then you were able phone. to memorize it. Uh, that must yeah. have taken a while to, to I'm do I'm pretty good at memorizing things. I guess so. Uh, um, <laughs> Natalie uh, Ray, who is our um, development director, is here with us uh, at the podcast here at So-and-So Books, located at 719 North Person Street here in downtown Raleigh. For those of you who don't know, So-and-So is a terrific uh, bookstore. Uh, one of the few uh, that we have left that isn't called Barnes and Noble, and so um, so we're encouraging everybody to come to So and So Books. Natalie, can you tell everybody about the other two playwrights who were not able to join us here today? Yeah, so we have Bella Nesbeth, uh, who wrote "The Phone Works Both Ways," a monologue. Uh, I believe she went to Carey Academy, or she goes to Carey Academy. Um, this will be her second Kids Write entry. She wrote um, a piece about the life of Whitney Houston last year, which is very exciting. Uh, and I believe she's also going to be participating in our Oakwood Cemetery series That's in the right. fall, which is very exciting. So we're happy to have her getting even more involved in burning coal activity. And then we have a new playwright, uh, Quinn Gilbert, who is uh, who wrote... Talia on the Path of Shadows, which is a very exciting piece uh, I am enthralled with. Um, <laughs> it's a fantastical piece about um, a, uh, a girl, Talia, um, and, and me as, as a Natalie, uh, you know, I relate very heavily to this. Um, <laughs> and, and she has these dream sequences that inform her journey 
to self-discovery and her relationship with her mother. So it's going to be a beautiful piece. I'm looking forward to that. Well, folks, I'm going to ask for one last comment. If either, if any of you have any uh, any comments uh, about um, um, Kids Ride or about the process of writing the play, uh, Graham, do you want to start us off there? Um, well, yeah, I mean, I guess I should say, like, I'm super excited to have this opportunity, and I'm super thankful for what's going on, and especially for Burning Cole for, they really did not have to do this, because I submitted mine, like, I think a day late, and like, pretty at the end of that, so... That's I'm that was super, around midnight a day late, as I recall. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Jerry got the email. <laughs> on, on the border of two days late. Uh, yeah. Okay, good. And uh, how about you, um, Millie? This was like a really cool opportunity. It was kind of like fun to just kind of stumble upon it when it checked my email. <laughs> um, yeah, and writing the play that we submitted was like we did it right as we returned back from virtual school in that like sort of odd time. And it was a really fun thing to kind of help like gravitate us towards something in a project. And so, yeah. Very good. And Izzy? Uh, I'm just super grateful for this opportunity. It's going to be amazing to actually see something I wrote being performed by people because I've never had that opportunity before. So I'm very grateful for Burning Coal. This yeah. year, uh, for the, um, we're going to say something else, Grant. Yeah. This year, for the for the second, third year in a row, we're because of the pandemic, we will be releasing it as a live streamed event uh, rather than uh, than as a live performance. Natalie, can you give us the details on that? Yeah. So. Um on May 27th and 28th, that's 7 p.m., uh, it's for free on Twitch. Um, if you RSVP on our website at burningcoal.org uh, on the Kids Write Festival page, you can RSVP and we'll send you a reminder link directly to our Twitch page. Um, but it's completely free, and we will um, present our pre-recorded films of each of the plays as a live stream. So you'll be able to see all of the plays on both nights, um, on Twitch, which Very is exciting. Good. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, these um, are, I, I did also want to ask if we had any questions from the audience okay. before we good. finished that. Yeah, that's a good thought. Uh, any questions uh, from the audience? Yes. Yeah. just going to ask, um, how, and this is to all three playwrights, how did you choose your subject matter and before you wrote it? Did you choose your subject matter thinking it was going to Burning Cold Kids Write, or was it something you were working on anyway, and then the Burning Cold Kids Write came into play? Um, well, yeah, I mean, like, I obviously was not writing anything until Burning Cold came around, and so while thinking of it, I was just like, uh, like, you know, something that I felt would be, you know, in my comfort zone and pretty safe. I was just like, you know, I'll do Vince again. I'll try and get Vince a bit more out there. You know, that'll be fun to do. It'll be fun to... And I just already had experience writing a whole thing, a whole, like, play for Vince. So I was like, what if that, but a bit, you know, more or whatever. So I guess it's sort of both because it was just like... I didn't, I wasn't writing anything for that, but I was already familiar with that style or whatever. And I was like, ooh, this is an opportunity to make something a lot bigger for that and get it actually produced, which is just actually really cool that it's, I'm going to like have a recording or a thing of people like, you know, doing stuff that I wrote that's really abstract to me and crazy. 
I'm not going to believe it until it's like in my computer. <laughs> um, for me, so like how the topic came to be was like we were all kind of split up and we had to um, each come up with like an idea for what we were going to write. And so the idea for Funny Business wasn't originally um, mine, it was one of my friends. And we kind of just like expanded on that and continued to write on um, that and... I think our teacher might have mentioned um, Burning Coal to us when we started writing it, but then eventually said that we couldn't, like, submit it, I think. And then I got an email that she had submitted it this year and that I got to do this. Um, for me, I actually wrote my show as a class assignment. It was my final project in our playwriting unit. Um, and the topic came to me just because... On social media, I was just seeing a lot of false narr- uh, false stereotypes of specifically personality disorders and mental illness, and it really frustrated me, and writing is always a great outlet. Um, so I used that assignment to tell this story, and my teacher said to me, I think you should submit this for um, these two playwriting, festival, uh, um, playwriting competitions. I submitted it also to the uh, NC Young Playwrights Festival, and I got an honorable mention there. Um, Oh, that's so that's how mine came about. Terrific. Yes. Yes, ma'am. I write books, and I'm thinking I'm making my next comic book, uh-huh. and it's going to be called The Haunted House, but I haven't finished it yet. Do you draw the pictures as well? Oh, you're a, a double threat. That's great. Uh, have you done others before? Um, I've done others before. But like a lot of them, I put. In, I've made like three other ones, but I put them in my drawer and I read them sometimes. Fabulous! That's lovely. We'll keep at it. Okay, um, we will wrap up now. Again, uh, thank you to So-and-So Books. Uh, thank you to our three playwrights, Izzy, Millie, and Graham. And a thank you to our audience. Thanks for coming. Thank you for listening. Burning Coal Theater's production of the 2022 Kitsrite Festival will take place May 27th and 28th at 7 p.m. online. You can watch for free at twitch.tv slash burningcoaltheater.com.